Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. Thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode this week. Because It's a special episode, let me tell you, because Jared's not here. And it's always special when Jared's not here because we have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but we have Sarah Heron joining us. Uh, Sarah. Hello. Say hi to everyone. That's great. Sarah, is that, I'm sure hi. all the listeners out there know. She was from, I honestly don't know what season of The Bachelor you're from, but I do know you were from Paradise. Yeah, so I was on Sean Lowe's season of The Bachelor, season 17, a long time ago. I think we're coming up on like the 10-year anniversary. And then Bachelor in Paradise 1, OG, and Bachelor in Paradise 3. Nice. Which of those did you enjoy more? Like, would you have a better experience on? They were all great. I mean, I had amazing and different experiences on all of them. But I think Bachelor in Paradise 1 was probably the most enjoyable because it was a new experience. It was familiar faces. You start to feel a little bit more comfortable in the environment and like the run of show. And yeah, I think Paradise 1 was probably more fun. But The Bachelor with Sean and all Mm. those original cast, I mean, that was like life-changing. Yeah, definitely life-changing. I heard that wasn't uh, season one of Bachelor in Paradise filmed in like a different location. And then you guys had like awful weather for a couple of days or like weeks or something. Yeah, it was filmed in Tulum and it was at a beautiful property. But I think just the time of year down there, it wasn't ideal. So we had really bad weather and it was storming mm. every day. So I think they shifted everything to, to the um, other side. Sagalita. Nice. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever feel weird talking about The Bachelor now? Because like, I mean, I def- I certainly do. Where it's like, like you were just saying, your 10 year anniversary is coming up. And yeah. um, it's just, you know, like, do you ever feel like that's a long time ago? So let's not talk about that anymore. I think it kind of depends on who I'm talking to. Um, You know, if it's like close friends, I don't mind, but it starts to feel odd. Like I have friends from this chapter of life who are like, oh, I binge watched 
bachelor in paradise. I can't believe, you know, and they don't know me in that context mm. today. And so it's just kind of like a mind trip. You're like, ah, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> like I would, I don't know. It was a different season of life and right. it's just kind of odd. But. I, I think my biggest gripe with the whole thing is I just don't like how it sometimes makes it, it feels like it's like defining me. You know what I mean? Like right. when, when that's all people want to talk about, I'm like, there's a lot more to me than just the fact that I was on these TV shows, but um, I know. But I guess, yeah, just, I, I see your point though, especially when like you meet someone and they watch your show and you're like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's take that with a grain of salt. Like you said, I know, uh, I know, but I want to talk more about you. So we haven't really, I think this is our first time maybe even ever meeting, right? Yes. And I actually have a lot to talk to you about okay. because I don't think, you know, or maybe, you know, that I live in Carbondale, Colorado. No way. Yes. <laughs> Wait, since when? Um, I've lived here for about five years now. I think I'm coming up on my five-year anniversary, but I grew up in Evergreen over wow. on the Front Range. And then I met my now fiance who lives in Carbondale. He grew up in Glenwood and um, I moved back from LA to live in Carbondale with him. That's amazing. And for the listeners, yeah. uh, so for the listeners, I grew up in Basalt, which is basically the next town down from Carbondale. Or I guess up, depending on which way you're looking at it. Super small, yeah. super small town area, though. That's incredible. I wonder, I'm sure we probably know a lot of the same people then because. Well, yes. Yeah, so, the yes, we do. Um, I mean, nothing like, I don't know any of your friends really. I think I've maybe met a few people in town who like you grew up with and mm -hmm. stuff. And they'll always be like, oh, do you know Dean? But um, actually, I don't know if you hopefully remember Randy Scott, Hunter yeah. Scott's father. Of course, of course. Um, Randy is essentially like my uncle. He's, he's actually my dad's, he's my dad's roommate of all things. They've been friends for like 40 years. And when my dad went through a divorce two years ago, my dad and Randy got a place together. <laughs> wow. Randy Scott. Yeah. I haven't heard that name in a while. So, yeah. so yeah, Randy was uh, my best friend, Hunter's dad and Hunter obviously tragically died when I was 10 years old, 11 years old. And what's funny actually about Randy is um, I was like on Facebook the other day for some reason, just like going through old messages. And I had a message from Randy Scott that I'd already been read and everything. And he, it was about my first synth on paradise when I made a complete fool out of myself. He messaged me on Facebook and he goes, Dean, what the hell are you doing? Get your shit together. You've got the world at your hand, at your feet or something like that. And you're making a mockery of it all. Like make your, make oh, us look gosh. good or something. So, I mean, I haven't talked to him at all lately, but, uh, he's a good guy. That's, yeah. so, that's so funny well, that he's so close to you. Yeah, I hope it's okay. I'll tell him you say hello. Oh my gosh, of um, course. I miss him too. I mean, I, yeah, I see Randy like every day because they live in Emma. They live in Basalt still. So um, I see them all the time. I can't believe you anyway, live in Carbondale. Yeah, it's a really small world. And I've met your dad and your, <laughs> I think she, is she your stepmom or your dad's girlfriend? Um, I think they are married. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. How did those yeah. interactions with my dad go? Just curious. Um, I mean, I think I remember being like, I, I kind of know your son, but we've never met. We're from paradise. And it was, um, not really, he was just kind of like, Oh, really? <laughs> like not really engaged, but, um, because they own the little like co-op grocery store in yeah. town. Manna. So I, so I, and it was right out right near my house. So I go there all the time, that's, but now we're just, we say hi and that's it. That's so funny. Well, for the record, he, him and I don't get along still. Uh, and I, yeah. it actually kind of infuriates me a little bit too. Not like so much that, but so my brother just had a baby too, three month old baby now. Mm -hmm. And my dad still hasn't reached out to my brother and like congratulated him or said anything about that. So 
Uh, I'm sorry. It's just, I mean, it's fine. It just isn't, I'm annoyed for like my brother to not, like he's his first grandkid, you know, and he's not even trying to at least congratulate my brother on anything. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, but that's so I know, sorry. We don't need to get into strained family (laughs) dynamics. We all have them. You're fine. I mean, I'll talk about anything. I'm I'm an open book when it comes to that stuff as well, but I just don't want us to get derailed from our, from our, uh, totally from our, you know, episode, I guess. So you live in Carbondale with your fiance. What's your fiance's name? His name's Dylan Brown, um, and he's a photographer. Uh, I don't. He, he and I are a couple years older than you. We're thirty five, so I don't know okay. if um, you would have had any like overlap growing up in the valley. Together. He he graduated high school probably like oh five, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was oh nine, so he probably like got out right before I. And granted, it was a different high school and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah. How did you guys meet? We met actually because so I was living in LA and I had just started my nonprofit, She Lift, and I was looking to hire a photographer slash videographer to document one of our first events. And it was being held in Aspen. So I was looking for local uh, crew and he came as the referral and we hung out and he attended the retreat and helped all of the girls. Um, just for a little background, the nonprofit helps young women with disabilities learn confidence through skiing and hiking and rock climbing and outdoor recreation. And so once I saw Dylan spending time with all these girls and being really thoughtful and considerate and patient with all their needs and just friendly, um, I, an attraction grew and I fell in love with him. Nice. And now we're engaged. Very cool. Engaged. And you've been engaged (laughs) for like a year, I think, right? One year. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. How did he pop Mm -hmm. the question? on the roaring fork river uh we're big we're river rats and so we i love rafting and he arranged an afternoon to go rafting and did it right under this epic view of mount sopras again for everyone listening i know this is you don't know where this is but it's like where dean and i i spent a lot have spent a lot of time and so it was right under my favorite mountain on the river and with my friends and some champagne and it was perfect it's just so i love that you live in carbondale because i love that we can uh you know bond over the fact that you of all the little spots you're talking about um i know and i've been waiting like for so long because i've known this for like years but obviously we haven't really overlapped mm -hmm. and um and then like there's just so many similarities i feel like between you and kaylin and me and dylan and like when I met Dylan, I was the LA girl that kind of had to step out of my comfort zone and learn how to go camping and traveling. And Dylan got me into climbing and rappelling. And I see like so many similarities. Um, so I've always wanted to talk to you and yeah. I'm glad we finally have the chance. I know I'm excited too. And I'm super excited for your uh, engagement as well. Do you guys have a, a wedding you. date planned? We don't, uh, nice. we don't have a date yet because we have been going through IVF treatment um, for a little over a year. So that kind of, we like put the cart before the horse a little bit in that sense. And we tried to start a family before we got engaged. So that's taken a little bit of the priority. It's tough to plan a wedding when you're Mm -hmm. not really sure what's going on with pregnancy. And I, I, you've been pretty open about the IVF process, right? How has that been? Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, like every challenge or struggle that I seem to encounter, I'm very fortunate to, find an amazing community through it. So infertility is extremely challenging and, and difficult. And it's something that so many families, women and men deal with, um, you know, in private, they keep it to themselves. And this is where I'm so fortunate to have the platform that I have because I've been able to connect with women everywhere through this. So 
Uh, it's been a really hard, long journey, but I feel grateful to have, you know, an amazing doctor and an amazing support group out of everyone online and in person. And so I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. We finally have enough of our embryos frozen on ice that we're going to move forward with starting to like implant and transfer more embryos. So fingers crossed. Nice. I'll cross my fingers for you too. Thank you. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. 
You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In your journey with all this IVF stuff, how did you even find out that it was something that you needed to do? Um, well, essentially Dylan and I, one day just kind of decided we were ready to start having kids. We were like, we have so much fun. Wouldn't it be so cool to like bring a kid on these adventures Mm -hmm. that we love doing. And so we started trying naturally and I knew, you know, I was 33. So I was like, okay, I need to be a little bit aware that doctors say you should try for six months. Um, and if you have no luck to go in and get your hormones tested and just get a good checkup. So sure enough, after seven months of trying naturally with no luck, I went in, I got my hormones tested and I found out essentially they were like rock bottom. And, um, I was diagnosed with something called diminished ovarian reserve, which just means you have limited eggs and limited ovarian function for a woman, your age. So Um, it was pretty clear from there forward, like, okay, here's your options, IVF or bust. (laughs) And, uh, so we said, okay. And we found a great doctor and we've been working with her in California for a year now. And we are in very good hands. Nice. Um, and so you said you're kind of like coming up to, or towards the next step in the process. Is that like intimidating? Um, a little bit, I think, you know, we're very ready to bring a new adventure, bud into our Mm -hmm. life. Like that's what we're super excited about. What's intimidating is, you know, just a little bit of the lifestyle changes that are going to happen at first. Um, you know, I think we're just like a little nervous about shifting gears a little bit, but everyone we talk to is like, don't be scared. You know, your kids get, they just are in addition to your life. Your life doesn't have to stop Mm. because you have kids. So I think we're, we're really ready. And especially since we've had our mind in the game for two years now, we're ready. Yeah. I like that you guys are doing the whole baby before the wedding thing too. You know, I, th- I think <laughs> well, a lot of people would be like scared to do that for whatever reason, but I just, I don't know. I just like, yeah. Breaking some social norms. I don't know. Yeah. We're just, um, we're both pretty like, like weddings are great and they're beautiful and we go to tons of weddings and hopefully someday we'll have one. But for us, Honestly, we're like, we'll probably just do like an adventure elopement or Mm -hmm. something and then have a big party with all of our friends. Yeah. We're just a little different like that. No, I mean, I'm kind of, well, Kaylin and I are the same way too. Obviously we're not even engaged or anything like that, but we talk about like what our wedding would look like and everything. And every time that gets brought up, I'm always like, I don't like want more than 10 people there. Like even 10 people is even a lot in my opinion. Uh, And I like definitely small, like, you know, like elopement type thing. So I'm all on board with that oh, idea really? too. Um, what does she think? She's on board with it too. She, she is very much in the same uh, vein as I am, nice. which is good. I like, cause even like I went to a wedding a couple months ago and there was like 600 people there and the groom had like 13 groomsmen and the bride had like 10 bridesmaids. And I was looking around and I was like, this it would be the most stressful day for like, like, how do you enjoy it when I would be worried about everyone else there? And like, I don't you know. You can't even say hi to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I don't know. It's tough, but 600 people, that's like the biggest wedding I've ever heard of. I could be, I could be way over exaggerating, <laughs> but I honestly feel like I'm under exaggerating. It was like, it, it felt like Possible. it was crazy, but um, that's good that you guys are, and you guys are on the same page of that as well. You and uh, Dylan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very much so. Um, you said Dylan Brown. I went to high school with a guy named Dylan Brown, but I know it's not the same one. I was just, I was hoping that it was, but obviously it's not. Yeah, no, it's probably not. But I mean, it's a pretty, Brown is a pretty common last name. That's true. But Dylan <laughs> spelled with a Y? Come on. D-Y-L-A-N. Yeah, uh, I know. If only he knew we were talking about him this much right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
does he get like uh camera shy? Oh, very. Yeah. yeah. He like, he's used to being behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting better, but especially with the whole bachelor thing, it's so foreign to him. He'd never seen the show. Um, so he gets a little like Claiming. camera shy yeah. about, about all that. I'm the yeah. same way with Kaylin. I'm always like, she's always like, take a picture with me. And I was like, I'll take a picture of you gladly, but I don't want to be in the picture or like on the video or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to, I want, well, I want to bring Kaylin to Carbondale and have us all hang out. And I really want you We have to. I really want you to rub off on her because she's all on board like with all the adventuring and the hiking and the climbing and the rafting and all that stuff, but she gets a little in her head and like scared sometimes. And I think if she sat down with you or like you know if we went out and did something together and she saw you uh doing that stuff, I think it would really help her confidence. Oh my gosh, I don't know. It could it could go both ways, but I would love that. Anytime you guys want to come out, um I have kind of developed a little bit of a rope fear lately though. So I don't know. We could probably encourage each other. I don't know what it was. I had a little bit of an experience and now I have like PTSD huh. on ropes. What like, so, what happened? We went rappelling out in Utah, middle of nowhere. Um and we went with a group canyoneering and uh, we walked up to this, I think it's called a dead man anchor where the anchors built around a pile of rocks. Mm-hmm. So there's like no bolted in anchor and you repel off of that for listeners who, who aren't familiar with canyoneering or repelling. Um, and it can be totally safe. It sounds dangerous, but it can be totally safe. There are ways to repel off like, um, you know, natural features safely, but it just so happened that a girl had died, like literally died. This oh, is wow. so horrible on that rappel a year before. And so there was this little memorial set to her at the anchor point. And I just kind of lost it. I was like, I can't do it. I had a full on panic attack um, and had to like walk myself out of the canyon, which I'm very fortunate was like at the beginning of the canyon. Cause wow. sometimes, you know, if, if you're too far in, you can't, you can't walk out. Yeah. Um, so I had a little bit of a panic attack, went back to the truck by myself. And just ever since then, I'm like, I don't know if I can lean back, which is crazy because rappelling and canyoneering was kind of my thing. And so, so what do you think it was? Do you think it was just like the thought of everything that had happened there? Yeah, I think just like, I don't know, uh, the, the fear of falling, obviously, but I have been struggling with like more anxiety lately, um, the last couple of years in life. And so I think it just got really activated, Came but, to a head, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I know, you know, rope sports can be very safe if done well and, and properly. And so I know I just need to kind of get back out there. Right. Once you do it the first time again, you're going to be like, what am I doing? I'm crazy for being yeah. scared. So Kaylin and I can like, we can be there for each other. <laughs> nice. I would love to see Kaylin try to rappel down something because all the climbing we've done, I've just basically uh, lowered her from the ground. Uh, yeah. It, rappelling is, I mean, it's scary, especially like the first couple of times you do it, it's like leaning all the way back and trusting everything. And then like, then you're just yeah. hanging there or whatever. Um, I remember one time we climbed the Grand Teton and on one of the wraps down the way, you know, it's like a big hanging rappel the, all, the whole way down. And yeah. I, I climbed with both my brothers. Uh, one of them's like super experienced climber. Like, you know, he was basically the the lead of the group. And then my other brother, who's also good at climbing, had just never re- repelled before. <laughs> and he's my older brother. And so he's this guy who I've always like seen as like this strong figure, strong, brave, you know, all yeah. these things. And then he goes to repel and he's like, 
he's like shaking and he like doesn't know what to do and he's all scared. And I'm like, Ross, I've never seen you like this before. And it's all just because he was wrapping down, you know, a hundred foot cliff, which is scary yeah. for sure. But I mean, it's just like, it's just a really heady experience, I think. It really is totally. Yeah. And, and then once you do the first one, like you said, you kind of like get in the flow and you're like, oh, this is amazing. And you're weightless and it's so yeah. cool. But yeah, just taking that first step back backwards is. Yeah, trippy. definitely. We were, I thought, so we were climbing also like last month in Wyoming and uh, we were pulling the rope down from our, it was like a multi-pitch. So we were pulling our rope down and the rope got snagged and we yanked it really hard to get it unsnagged and it uh, kicked some rocks free. So there was like rocks oh. falling down on top of us. And one of them, it, a, a rock the size of my fist probably ended up hitting me in my stomach. And I was like, I've never, I've always been like told to like, keep your eyes up and like, make sure no rocks are falling on you. Yeah. It was my first experience ever. And I think next time I go climbing, I'm going to be like, kind of, uh, you know, scared of that a little bit too, but yeah, I don't know. So what do you and Caitlin have any big adventure plans for the summer? Um, we are going to Mexico city for her birthday. Uh, we're going to spend like a week down there. And I mean, honestly, not really. I, I like feel, uh, not like we've kind of hit a rut in terms of like our traveling, but we just like to don't really have anything crazy on the uh, horizon. I'm doing a, yeah. a, I'm doing a solo trip to Pakistan in August. That's like my next big hiking excursion. Um, nice. But, which would be really fun. We're going to, we're not climbing K2, obviously, unfortunately, but we're going to like one of the only view, uh, remote viewpoints of it. So it's like a three week backpacking trip, which would be fun. Uh, wow. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That's like, that's what I have to look forward to now. What about you guys, you and Dylan, do you guys have anything on the... Cool. We're kind of the same. It kind of like slowed down, especially as we we're going through IVF, because we just had to like orient our lives around doctor's appointments so much. But we just got back from driving the Baja. So we drove all the way Colorado to Cabo and back. Nice. Um, it was amazing. Have you done it? I have done it. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> you hated it? Why? Well, so the first time, because the Baja is definitely the way to do it. The Baja coast is beautiful. The, for, the way down, because I, I drove to Sayulita. And the way down, uh, I drove like mainland Mexico and it, okay. on the map, it looks like it's next to the ocean the whole time. But in reality, it's like, you know, a hundred yards inland. And so it just isn't pretty. And, uh, it was with my, yeah. I did it with my buddy and we got pulled over a bunch of times and like had to give the cops a bunch <gasps> yeah. of bribes and stuff. So it, it wasn't ideal, but what? it was, it was, kind oh of, my God. it was kind of a mess. But then I got my van shipped from, uh, Sayulita to Cabo on like a ferry and then I drove, yeah. Ca- and then I drove Cabo back up to Los Angeles, which I think is the it was way more enjoyable of, a, of an experience. Did you drive up the Sea of Cortez side or the Pacific side? I kind of did both. I can't remember back did, and forth. Yeah, yeah. it kind of like had me bouncing back between. But yeah. why did you guys do that? Just for fun? Yeah, we had a wedding down in Todos Santos, and and uh, d- we've always wanted to do it. So we just were like, okay, April's like the time to do it. Let's do it. And it took about three and a half weeks. Nice. Um, I flew down. I should be. I should disclose that nice. Dylan drove down. I flew, I flew down and drove back with him. Um, so it was three and a half weeks ish and it was incredible. Um, why did you fly? How come you didn't want to go both ways with him? I didn't really get the invite. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he went with one of his like childhood best friends and they just wanted to surf the whole way down. Nice. And then on the way back up, Cause I don't surf, I paddleboard. And so we knew like on the way back up, we'd spend more time doing the sea of Cortez side and paddleboarding and just doing a little bit more of a chill drive back. Nice. Yeah. I'm not much of a surfer either, which I think if you're going to do that drive, it definitely pays to be a surfer. Um, yeah. did, and did you guys like car camp or how did you like, where did you guys stay at night? We did. You have to go look at my Instagram because we got an, we got this 
sick um, wedge top camper on top of our pickup. Nice. We just slept in there and it was, the temperatures were perfect. If anyone's considering doing it, April was a great time to go because it gets really cool at night. And it gets really hot during the day. So it was like the perfect time of year. Yeah, that's nice. I did, we did it in June and my van doesn't have air Ooh. conditioning and it was very, very warm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> but, but it wasn't so bad. It's like, like you said, at nighttime, it always gets like cold enough, except for like maybe a couple nights where it's not so bad. And even in paradise, yeah. like, you know, you didn't have uh, air conditioning. You just had fans blowing on you basically yeah. the whole time. Yeah, I I will never forget having that fan just like right in, right in front of my face. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it's so muggy there too. I, it's a lot. People human. always. It's so funny. It's called paradise, but in reality, it's like it's hell because I, for one, also hate the waves. I know, like people always talk about like how waves are like a soothing, calming sound, but like when you're oh, yeah. stuck on the beach and you can't go anywhere, and all you hear is every you know, eight seconds, you hear a wave crash. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was like waterboarding me for like the last yeah. couple of weeks, but. Same. I have to sleep with earplugs because it's just like uh, the waves, it gets too, it's too loud sometimes too. It's just too much. Yeah, exactly. Um, but did you have the crab issue in paradise? We like, it wasn't ever an issue, but there were definitely a lot of crabs. Oh, we had major issues. I think it, cause it was also tr- like storm season ish mm-hmm. or we're on the tail of a, hurricane or something and so all the crabs were coming into the house and people's suitcases would be like full of crabs no way in the suitcases yes in the suitcases or it was like you we just got used to like opening flipping your suitcase open and crabs crawling out there's some new roommates (laughs) that's pretty funny yeah Yeah. i definitely didn't experience that at all but maybe other people from my seasons did um yeah i've got one more question for you what was it oh you were in a uh, fitbit commercial weren't you yes that's did awesome. you see it I, yeah i did i saw that and i was like wait that girl looks really familiar and it was you <laughs> it was you yeah yeah that was wild i they asked me to be in this fitbit commercial and i didn't know what the concept was okay here's another repelling story i didn't know what the concept was and they flew me to barcelona and they were like yeah you know how to rock climb right and i was like yeah sure <laughs> like enough yeah. I, i'm like a five six, yeah. five, seven sure. max climber. So is Caitlin. And okay, perfect. Yeah. And so we get there and we're out in the middle of nowhere in Barcelona. It was so epic. And there were um, no crew. We had like a safety day, a rehearsal day. And they're like, okay, so have you ever like done a port ledge been in a port ledge <laughs> And I have not. So pre-listening a port ledge is when you see climbers sleeping on the side of a mountain in a tent. So like if you saw the movie Free Solo, mm-hmm. they like sleep halfway up the mountain in these tents that are suspended. So I kind of started freaking out. But um, fortunately, what you see in the commercial, I mean, we were so everything was like bolted in and very secure. And it was I was kind of like faking it. But that was intense. And that was a trip to be like climbing up that pitch. I don't know what it was rated, but the drones are like flying around you. And it was, it was pretty insane. That is insane. I've never been on a portal edge either. I could imagine it being terrifying though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't say I would do it voluntarily. again. Right, right. And it's just crazy to think people like sleep on those things over like for multiple nights at a time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Climbers are definitely a different breed. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I remember I saw, yeah. I saw you on the commercial and I was like, that's, that, I mean, it was just even amazing to that's see you on me. there. Yeah. How'd you get in touch with them? It was just like through your management, I guess, or something like that. 
Yeah, they reached out. Um, nice. It was kind of like a small world colliding. My background is in advertising. When I was in LA, I worked mm. agency side. And so the girl who was on like Fitbit brand, there was overlap at the agency we mm. worked at. And so I think she remembered saying like, oh, this girl, Sarah Heron, I, we had overlap at the agency. And, and then she went on The Bachelor and she's a, a climber, adventurer. Nice. So, Sick. Love yeah. it. It all came together. Random. Um, all right. Well, we definitely... I uh, need to get to the next segment. I feel like I could talk cool. all day with you about everything. Uh, and it's been, yeah. it's been nice getting to we know. We have celebrity headlines to talk about. <laughs> well, trust me. If, all the listeners of this podcast know I hate the celebrity headlines. So we're, <laughs> we're going to just skip right over those and we're going to get to the emails. Oh, okay. But we're going we're gonna to take one right. quick break and we'll be right back. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, 
you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back. That was a quick, quick break. We're to the emails now. And Easton, if you're out there listening uh, from your sister's broom closet uh, and you want to read these emails for us, we would really appreciate that. It would be my pleasure, Dean. This first one is from uh, Jenna. When I got <laughs> married... <laughs> That's how we do it. We're we're professionals here. When I got married, everyone told me never go to sleep angry. Well, I found the exact opposite to be true. Sometimes I feel like it's good to step away from a heated conversation or disagreement and, you know, sleep on it. I would love to know your thoughts on this. Which do you prefer? Sleep on it or talk it out before going to bed. I personally have found so many times where Kaylin and I get in like a silly little argument near the end of the night. uh, And there's like no fixing it. And so the only thing we can do is go to sleep. And then we wake up in the morning and we're, you know, back to being goofy and, and silly. So I, I personally am an advocate for sleeping on it when you're angry. What do you think, Sarah? Um, gosh, this is where Dylan and I do kind of like clash a little bit because I am, I'm like someone that needs to talk about it. And that doesn't mean we'll necessarily reach a resolution, but I'm someone that's like, I can't go to bed. We have to talk about it. Whereas Dylan very much likes sleep on it, go for a walk, come back to it later. So I think it's just people have different communication styles. Yeah, I agree. I, and I, I mean, I like the old adage of like, never go to bed angry. It's like, come on, that's pretty hard to do to never go to bed angry. I don't think anyone could ever possibly do that. And even if you do kind of resolve it, like, I think both people still need time to decompress. Like, you're not just going to be like, okay, we're all good. Let's go to sleep. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a little unrealistic, but as someone like me with my, I just like need to talk about it. (laughs) I don't know. Do you and Dylan get in a lot of fights or is it pretty, pretty smooth sailing all the time for you guys? Um, it's gotten a lot better in the last couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, we've like really, I mean, things happen, right? Like every relationship you're human arguments are going to happen. Disagreements are going to happen. Um, I think we're getting much better at learning each other's communication styles and, um, and working through things rather than just like getting heated and jumping to the conclusion of like, Oh, this, like, we're not meant for each other. We need to break up. You know, that was very early in our (laughs) relationship, but not the case anymore. Well, I mean, it definitely, even with Kaylin and I too, I, and it's just been so tricky. I feel like the past like couple of years with the pandemic and quarantine. And it's like, of course you're going to be at each other's throats sometimes when you're just like constantly around that person. Um, so it's kind of the same for us too. Like once Kaylin and I have started to figure each other's like, uh, things that make each other tick or like the way we argue with each other, it's definitely, it makes things a little bit easier, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the, the pandemic was good for that in that sense. It's like, it just expedited people's relationships and helped people figure stuff out. Exactly. It kind of like, it was like a make or break. Like if you guys get through this, you're going to be stronger. And if you don't get through it, then sure. You're just right. not going to be together. Um, right. When did you, when did you and Dylan start dating? Like how long were you guys dating before you got engaged? 
Um, well, we had been dating for four years, like three, four years before we got engaged. Three, three and a half years. That's a good, um, that's a good amount of time. Yes. Though. Yeah. A long time. I mean, honestly, I think if he had it his way, he's very untraditional. Like we probably wouldn't have gotten engaged, but I, it was like important to me, even though I, we know we're going to spend our lives with each other. I mean, clearly we're going through IVF together. So, mm -hmm. but I, I just kind of wanted like the formality of it, the traditionalness of it. And so he did it for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, this I hope that's okay to say. No, hundred percent. The similarities between you two and me and Caitlin are like so spot on because it's yeah. exactly the same for us. Like, I think, I honestly think growing up in the Valley in Glenwood through Aspen, wherever you might've grown up, it just like, it just, it, I don't know, because all of my friends that I grew up with, like none of them are super keen on getting married right away and having kids when you're, you know, 24 or whatever. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. And then Kaylin is from Virginia. And so she's like way more old fashioned and traditional. And so she wanted to get married young. And so now, obviously, uh, I will marry Kaylin just because she wants to get married. But if I had it my way, just right. like Dylan would, I probably would be yeah. totally okay just dating forever. Um Yep, that's exactly, exactly us. Yeah, and for better or for worse, too. It's like, I don't think there's like a right answer in it, you know? And I, I think at the end of the day, what made me just be like, okay, like, I would be happy to marry you, Kaylin, is uh, the, I think it would make her a lot happier than not getting married would make me happier. So it's like, I just it just didn't make sense not mm -hmm. to give her the thing that she wanted, you know? Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's not the most you romantic thing grown in the world. Like so this, much but. together, I love it. It's yeah. it's really cool. Like, I mean, seeing your guys's relationship evolve and grow and mature together has been has been really cool. And I, I don't know, Kaylin, I've never talked to her, but like, please send her the message. I just think seeing her development and evolution has been really, really just inspiring. She's an yeah. awesome lady. I love it. She's great. She's a Gemini. So she, uh, she picks up on things really quick, I guess. That's what she always says. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, what are you? I'm an Aries. Okay. Wait, yeah. It, what is Aries is January? I don't know. Much uh, about. April 17th is my birthday. I, I mean, I don't know much about it either. April. And I, okay. Yeah. April, April. And I don't conform to it, but whenever she says stuff like that, she always is like, well, I'm a Gemini. So that's why. And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll give it to you. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to have to get you guys to get, uh, together at some point, because like I said, I think you, yeah. I think you guys would get along really well. Um, cool. Easton, what's the next email for us here? This next one is from Devin. I trust my boyfriend and would hope that he would never cheat on me. I have never looked at his phone or Instagram DMs because I do trust him. My best friend told me that most couples look at each other's phone pass or know each other's phone passwords and do look at each other's messages. Is it okay that I don't have any desire to look through my boyfriend's phone? To me, if someone feels the need to look through their partner's phone, then that's a red flag. But my friend has me overthinking. I'll let you handle this one first, Sarah. <laughs> I think it's totally fine and normal if you don't have the urge to look at your partner's phone. I, um, I never, I, I, I don't look at Dylan's phone. I have the like fingerprint password thing. So if I need to get into his phone, but I've never felt the need to like look at his DMS or text messages and I just trust him. So I think if you don't have that urge, that's great. It's a good, good sign. I, in feel, my opinion. I agree. I feel like having the urge to look at your boyfriend's phone is bad. <laughs> Yeah. Like I've, yeah. <laughs> I've never once like needed to go through Caitlin's phone to like snoop or like see what was going on. And mm -mm. I, like, I would dread the moment that I would have to do that. So yeah, like, you yeah. know, I know Caitlin's password. She knows my password and has her face and everything set up on my phone. So it's like, 
I think it's good that you don't have the urge because that just means I I only th- I think that the reason people get that urge to go through their partner's phone is because they feel guilty about having done something themselves, and so they're like mm-hmm. projecting or like you know I don't know taking it out on their other on the partner. I don't know. I agree. I think usually if you have the urge to snoop, it's more to do with probably you. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Not always. If someone's obviously displaying um, evidence or reason for needing to snoop, then that's different. But typically, I think it probably says a little bit more about you and your trust issue. You know, trust. Trust issues. That's ability. Big. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say issues, but ability. Right. That's okay. Yeah. That's, that's better to say that way for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely think at certain points in my life, I was that guy where I was like, you know, wanting to see, go through my girlfriend's phone, but that was probably also the time in my life where I was like, I don't know, an asshole. <laughs> so I, I yeah. like, like, like we said, I think that, uh, it's not a bad thing that you don't want to look through your boyfriend's phone. And I, you should keep that energy. Uh, now, whenever Kaylin grabs my phone, I'm always, I'm not like, I'm always like, what do you need on my phone that you can't get on your phone? But like, obviously have at it. Right. You know, right. I, don't know. I mean, the only time I pick up Dylan's phone usually is like to put a podcast on or something. Right. Or he has an he has an Android, so I don't even like his phone. Oh, he has an Android. <laughs> yeah, how I know, do, loser. How do you? I can't believe you guys even <laughs> fell in love at all. Going through it the green sucks. messages. Honestly, it sucks. I know. I'm like, I will buy you an iPhone. Please yeah. get on an iPhone. <laughs> That's how I but that's how I know you guys are gonna last forever. Time. If you can date a guy on an Android, you're meant to be together forever. <laughs> I know. If you I can know. if you can look past that, wow. Because we can't even like airdrop photos to each other. Like mm. it just it, it puts a real hindrance on the relationship. Yeah. So how do you do it? You make like a Dropbox folder Dropbox Dropbox folder or something? We found WhatsApp works pretty good because mm. for whatever reason, WhatsApp doesn't really like um compress photos but videos don't come through very well gotcha yeah that's definitely a bummer yeah definitely yeah definitely a bit of a struggle when you're like content creators and can't share content very easily yeah so come on dylan and like group chats and stuff you think about all the group chats he's missing out on because no one wants to have the green message pop up i know i know (laughs) poor guy um all right well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of help i suck at dating uh but this week of Help I Suck at Dating is not over because we still have uh, a great episode coming up in a couple of days. We are interviewing contestants from Sarah's new favorite show, which is called <laughs> Love in the Jungle. It took me a second to remember what it was called. Love in the Jungle. What did you think of the show? Love. Before? I love it you so did. far. I am hooked. You guys are going to love it. It's on Discovery Plus. Check it out. So good. Nice. Okay. So Love in the Jungle, Discovery Plus. We're going to have Paige and Austin joining us here. Sarah, thank you for joining us this week because this has just been amazing. Oh, it's been so fun. I'm like grinning from ear to ear. So many overlaps. We have to make a hangout happen in person. 100%. And I'm I'm disappointed at myself for having l- allowed this to go on for so long without us meeting. No worries. I mean, it all happens when it's supposed to. So we'll That's get right. there. That's right. And I mean, in all fairness, there aren't many outdoorsy people that come out of this Bachelor franchise. So I know, I know. Us crunchy folk got to stick together. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Be sure to tune in on Thursday. We're going to have Austin and Paige from uh, Love in the Jungle. So stay tuned, I guess. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month. 
at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease